I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. SSP. SSP. Yeah, this episode is fucking awesome. With Buck Angel. I love that starstruck. Me too. Buck is amazing. Yes, he is an activist. He is an adult performer, filmmaker. Toy designer. Sex toy designer. Activist. Yes, incredible. Just incredible human. So well-spoken and entertaining and knowledgeable and fun. And guess what, everyone? We are starting to put some videos on YouTube of certain interviews where you can actually watch the interview via... Um, YouTube's so we can see us in the flesh. There's actual, we're not just voices in your ears. We have faces and bodies and we are pantsless. Just kidding. But maybe because you don't know because it's on Zoom and you Amy can't could see. could have been wanking herself. I was wanking myself the whole time yeah. to buck angel. <laughs> um, so stay tuned. This is a really, really awesome episode. We've wanted to have Buck on here for a long time. And um, and it's Pride Month. Everyone's the very end of Pride Month. Happy um, Pride! LGBTQIA plus uh, month. And so this is uh, one reason why we're airing it tomorrow. We just record it today. Usually we record something we don't air it for three weeks. So we want to put this out there for Pride Month. And happy Pride if you all are celebrating. Um, and if not, well, then you can educate yourself by listening to this, this episode. Um, what else? Then we have a sex question that we're going to answer, and then we'll just dive right into the podcast. I had another announcement. Oh, we are going down. We said this before. We're going down to one episode a week once again. Starting in July 2020. Yes. So that for those of you who are, were fans of the two episodes a week, we might bring it back if quarantine happens again. Let's do a um, bonus episode. Yeah, there'll be a bonus episode here and there, but we are going back to the we'll see you next Tuesday. We do that for a reason because, you know. It was also confusing cunt. for the exit. I was always yeah. like, see you next Tuesday. And, and on Freaky Friday or Fuck Me Friday, what would be? Ooh, I like Fuck Me Friday. Or fuck it friday i don't know depends how you're feeling yeah if you want to get fucked or if you just want to like fuck about freaky friday freaky friday wasn't yes. that a movie in the 90s with Lindsay lohan <laughs> where she switched bodies with all the 20 year olds are like who's Lindsay lohan i know well, she's <laughs> she like switched bodies with jamie lee curtis and oh, that was her mom or yeah. something and it was like freaky friday that's freaky anyway i don't know why i remember that i don't even know if i've ever seen that movie i just thought about that unimportant now she let's get back to the real good stuff. Right. I do. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why can't I remember other things that are more useful, like stats? You know some good. You know you're really good at state capitals. This is true. Yeah, that's very useful at trivia. And we are not going to go into that because nope. it is boring as fuck. All right, let's go on the sex question. Yes. <laughs> All right, sex question. So I'm in a new relationship, and he performs great in bed, and I orgasm almost every time. But he's a lot smaller than my past partners. She's, she's talking about the duck. I'm not trying to compare, but some of our positions fail because his dick falls out of me and he just doesn't hit the spots I'm used to or like. What positions do you think we should try or any advice, please? 
Um, hmm, that's a good question. It's a really good question. And you know, if you've heard us before, we're big, big proponents of the idea that it's uh, it's not about the size; it's what you do with it. It's about the motion in the ocean. It's the energy that you show up with. Are you a giver? Do you do a lot of uh, foreplay? And do you, you know, especially if it's a penis only individual with a vulva owning, you're you're pleasuring a vulva. Are you hitting all the external parts and the clitoris? And there's so many wonderful things that you can do, regardless of penis size. Um, and there is are certain positions that don't might not work with all penis sizes, and uh, other positions that might be more ideal. And uh, you know, some there's some folks that like a certain size penis to hit certain spots in their bodies, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're all made of different sizes. All vaginas are different shapes and sizes, lengths, widths, and same with all penises. It's funny that we don't think of it that way. We think of Penises have all these sizes, but vaginas are probably all the same because we can't see the inside. Right. Um, but they're all different. And I, we always talk about this with Susan Bratton, who's been on our show. She says, I'm not telling this person to break up with this guy, but she does talk about, you know, if you have a, you know, a smaller pussy, find someone with a smaller penis and it's a good fit. If you have a, maybe a longer or wider pussy, then finding someone with a larger penis might be a good fit for you. And there's ways to work with it if you're, you know, in love with someone or dating someone who... Um, is uh, smaller than what you might be used to. I have a couple of suggestions. What you got? So one of which is, okay, so uh, you are a partner right now. His penis isn't hitting all the right spots. You could always add in a dildo with a harness. So there's uh, spare parts, I think, makes one that is for penis owners as well. So you, you could buy the dildo separately, but yeah, you can yes, get a dildo with it. Yeah, You can find it the size that you really kind of, I don't know if you'll know, you might have to experiment with a few sizes, uh, but your partner, if he's into that, could actually obviously still penetrate you or uh, you can have some uh, experiments with his cock and then you can have this strap-on play with a silicone dildo and hit the right spots. And another suggestion would be you could try, depending on what you're into, I know that you didn't really specify in the content of the question, but you could also try maybe having a cock ring on that um, you could grind on as your, if you're getting penetrated, maybe if you were on top or you're uh, even in several different positions, you could grind on that if you are into external stim. If it's more of an internal stimulation thing that you're into, you could always right try the, the strap-on play um, or also inserting toys are always good. And it will be experiment an experiment. And if you really are into the connection that you have with this person and it's only this piece of that, that's really kind of uh, challenging. I think just trying out a plethora of different toys and um, trying out different positions, try new ones that you maybe never thought of that you would be into. Also, anal play. Sometimes, it, depending on the size of the penis, it, the, I mean, uh, massive penises are a bit harder to take on uh, from the anal point of view. The anal, I like the anal point of view. <laughs> the, from the back door. So you could try anal though as well and then insert some toys. I do that often uh, myself because I do enjoy external stimulation and internal stimulation and having double penetration is actually really pleasurable for me. I just had my first orgasm from only anal stimulation the other day. Oh, nice. It was really interesting and, and, and this very cosmic experience for me that I was really... Uh, pleasantly surprised by the cosmic energy is in the ass. Yeah, but I didn't know <laughs> it was. It was really 
awesome. And yeah. I didn't know that I was capable. I thought I could really thought you only, need all these other things. I, I definitely too, knew yeah. that I, I needed the clitoral stimulation, but I completely had an, an anal induced orgasm and it was really cool. I've had orgasms from anal play, but it was also because of the other, other bits. stuff. At the so same time. get experimental, have fun with that and, uh, know that there are lots of different options for you. Well, with toy the, wise the, out there, the products that you're talking about. So that harness by spare parts is called the deuce and it's something that he wears and then he can use have access to his cock, but you can put a hard dildo in there. And so he can be any size or shape and still penetrate you with that. We have all these things that I'm going to talk about purepleasureshop.com and you get 15% off with coupon code shameless sex. Um, Buck angel who's on this podcast. He teamed up with a brand called perfect fit and he has his own line, but perfect fit also makes some um, extenders and mm-hmm. things that can go on the penis to make the penis thicker and a little bit longer. Um, again, if you go to pure pleasures website, there is a penis extender, uh, section on the website that can add either length or girth. And for a lot of people, it's a lot more of a girth thing, but if it's popping out, then it's probably a length thing mm-hmm. too. Um, so then maybe an extender for that. There's also more like the hollowed out ones that they can put the penis inside the hollow oh, dildo. Yeah. And so he doesn't really feel as much, but you can put it in there and you can still touch his balls if he's a ball person. Um, and then, the position wise, yeah, there's certain th- positions where the penis can pop out. Again, as April said, figure out what works for you, um, like the right angles and, and pieces and things. My guess is, is that when you're at an angle where your bodies, like your abdomens aren't super close to each other, that it kind of can pop out a little more. Um, for, and, and again, and there's other things that come into play here. There's also like the shape, or I'm sorry, the, um, the angle of the penis, like, does it curve up? Does it curve to the right, to the left? So figuring out the right positions for you to try, but this would just be an experiment for you to like, try these different positions, see what helps the penis stay in. Um, as April talked about the cock rings too, cock rings can make things harder and harder. can make things longer and bigger. So that's another option too. And the cock rings need to be worn around the balls and the shaft to do that though, not just on the shaft. Yes. I've had the, the pop out situation as a challenge and before in, in, in currently too. Mm. And I find that it's, I, I angle my, uh, uh, my pelvis a certain way that I don't know why, like either from either, either if I'm, uh, facing or if, uh, my partner is behind me and certain angles that I angle my pelvis at does create the slip out situation more often than not. And I didn't realize I was doing it sometimes curving your pelvis more angling it towards some pillows that might be able to help. Yeah, for sure. Or the other thing is thinking more grinding and less thrusting. Yes. Things don't pop out as much with grinding your, so that's like this back and forth as opposed to this up and down motion, which can keep things more, um, in, in place. So um, yeah, go and experiment and play around and see what works best for you. Um, hopefully that helped and there's a lot of products you can try. Yeah. So before we read a bio, we're going to talk about function of beauty. We've talked about function of beauty before. Um, so I, I don't know if y'all know, but I have a big mane. I have a lot of hair. A lot of people actually will they'll touch it and be like, is this real? It's really long and curly. And so I've, I'm really, I've seen that happen to you so yes. many times. You're like, it's real. And I'm really particular about my hair products. Um, and so function of beauty, I absolutely love. They actually customize the shampoo and conditioner for me based on my hair type and I have curls, right? And so when I've used function of beauty, my curl are actually much more intact and it takes me it usually takes me a long time to brush through it no matter what conditioners I use and for some reason function of beauty products I was able to actually finally brush through it in not like 10 minutes it actually only took like three minutes I'm a huge fan of the products I love the scent that I got I got rose scent yeah the rose is nice and I have 
dry wavy hair but my hair like tends to look like straw sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like what do you have straw head i'm like maybe function of beauty i took that for there's a simple four question quiz really easy and i let them know that i have dry damaged hair and i've been using their products now for i think it's almost been six weeks and i absolutely love how my hair looks it looks softer shinier like i stepped out of that salon Mm. so if you all out there in hair land and you're a hair owner want customized hair products delivered straight to your door. You don't have to go to the store. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash shameless to get 20% off your first purchase. Go check it out. Not going to break the bank. Don't spend another minute in your hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash shameless. Let them know that Amy and I sent you over there. That's functionofbeauty.com slash shameless to try it out, y'all. Woohoo! Breathe that bio chip, Buck oh, Angel. Right, we Buck love you, Buck. We Angel. love you. All right, y'all. Here we go. Buck Angel is a world-renowned motivational speaker, human rights activist, pioneering filmmaker, adult performer, and trans male sex toy designer. His message, it's not what's between your legs that defines you, has sparked many conversations and opened minds to the important message that gender is what you say it is for you. And that self-acceptance is not only what makes a person happy, it's how others come to understand you. Buck has made appearances on HBO, National Geographic, Netflix, The Tyra Banks Show, Spike TV, The Howard Stern Show, and many others. To learn more, visit buckangel.com. That's B-U-C-K-A-N-G-E-L.com. But first... The reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one's seen your balls in a few months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball bush. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Our penis-owning friends and partners are huge fans of Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, a water-resistant cordless body trimmer, as well as other goodies such as the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant. Summer is here, so whether you're going for the sweaty bike ride or finally meeting your Tinder date in the flesh, Manscaped's Crop Preserver ensures that you won't end with your balls sticking to your leg. Penis owners, it's time to step up your grooming game. And to get you started, Manscaped is giving you 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SHAMELESS. Your first date will thank you for it. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This is your interview. We are actually adding things to our YouTube channel, meaning you can see videos of us. So some of you might be watching us on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. And some of you are just listening in your ears, in your earbuds. And you might be wondering, do we have pants on? Ooh, are we uh, topless? Or no, we're not topless. I can see that. (laughs) No, but if they're just listening at home and they're not oh, yeah. watching. Oh, see, well, this is reason to watch. <laughs> We're obviously new to this. We might reveal yes. if we have pants on or not. And today we have a wonderful guest. We are so excited about this. I, we, were, we were actually talking about this. How do we not have Buck Angel on? We've been, this is our, we've, been, we've been doing this for three years. Well, we've talked about Buck so often yeah. and we've seen you at trade shows yes. and I'm a huge fan. And we, I mean, you're just amazing. Yeah, and when you. your Netflix show, we were just talking about that. Yay. 
and your wife's Thank Netflix you. show. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about all the things. Yeah. So welcome, Buck Angel. And we're just going to dive right in. And we always start with the same question for all of our guests. Tell us your story. How did you get to where you are today? And I know you're like, okay, how much time do we have? You, you have uh, that wasn't about your age, by the way. I know that I read your bio and I was like, well, you have done so much. So, I mean, take your time, share away all the, all the wonderful things. Awesome. Thank you. First off, again, I want to just thank you guys for giving me space to really reach out to people who might not know who I am and understand my work and what I really want to accomplish in the world. So that said, um, really it's important to give voices to maybe, I'm in a marginalized community. I'm in a transsexual or transgender community and I'm 58 years old and I transitioned from a woman to a man 25 years ago. So as we know, trans is kind of like a thing today. We're talking about it. Kids are doing it. It's a bigger, wider space. But when I transitioned, it was really that I wanted to have a sex change. So I don't live in the trans world. That's not my identity. My identity is 100% male. So I had a, what we used to call sex change. And so from that, I had top surgery. Testosterone I was one of the first people in Los Angeles to have all of these things done. And that my doctors called me basically a guinea pig. Mm. And so I was really a test subject at that time. And it, clearly, I'm very lucky because it, everything worked out for me. It literally changed my life. I was a suicidal youngster. I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, a prostitute on the street. Not that sex work is a bad thing, but you know, survival sex work is different. And so I ended up becoming a crackhead and I just was not... I, I can't even believe I'm here, to be honest with you. Yeah. So my, my transition gave me the opportunity to come back to life. And through that, I really built myself and my own self. And I, what I saw was not me represented in the sex world. And through my transition, I really started to really become connected to the body. I always hated. I had chest surgery where I removed my breasts. I started working out, you know, I grew facial hair. I just started really masculinizing myself. But, the, you know, I know what all your listeners are going to say right now. Where's the penis? <laughs> Which I'm the guy that we'll talk about. You know, I just want you to know that some trans people don't want to talk about these things. But I'm the guy that really feels that my body is my activism on some level. And so that said, I didn't get the penis surgery uh, because it didn't exist when I transitioned. I, I wanted it. I always wanted to have a penis, but it just didn't exist. So I really had to kind of think about how am I going to move forward in the world without having a penis because everyone's asking me where's the penis and you know through masturbation and it's why I really got into the sex world through masturbation is when I really connected to my body and my vagina and I realized wait a minute everyone in the world's telling me I need a penis but this thing this vagina thing is kind of awesome <laughs> <laughs> and I was like why would I get rid of this thing and so <laughs> so I really had to connect to it as a man and that is a whole other level I'm, I'm really the, the first transsexual man and then I ended up calling myself the man with the vagina or the man with the pussy I'm really the first in the world to really put myself out there I got hate mail from everybody from my trans community from the gay community from the straight community I mean they, people wanted to kill me they did they called me the antichrist I tried to speak at schools they said if you show up we'll kill you I mean just for like literally exposing me and my vagina it was it was very profound that said, you know, I, I got into the adult entertainment business because I didn't see myself represented. And so I started to create, you know, movies. And through that, I moved into the world and people started seeing my work and people started saying, Buck, you know, what you have is a really powerful message. I don't really listen or watch porn, but could you really like 
amplify what you're talking about. So I realized people started bringing me all over the world to speak and I became a major public speaker and an activist on some level. And then I realized, you know, it's more about human rights for me, not necessarily about trans rights, but for, you know, I was a woman for 28 years of my life and I lived as a gay dykey woman. And so I really understand women's rights. And so at the time of my transition and now I'm really focused still on being a feminist. I'm 100% a feminist. And so on some level, I'm a Trojan horse. You know, mm-hmm. I can get into these spaces and see things and bring them back to the ladies and say, hey, wait a minute, this is what men are thinking about. And we have to change those thought processes. So really, in a nutshell, that's kind of where I am today. And I create products, I create, you know, sex toys for trans men, I create all kinds of lubrications, washes, things that we can talk about our vaginas in a way that isn't necessarily feminine or about a woman. But you know, now men with vaginas exist in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I just want to comment on your website. I mean, I, you are so smoking hot. You're like six pack. I'm like, oh, pat it up. Oh, yes. Yeah, like right. gorgeous. You can tell that you, you take good care of yourself. And, yeah. and uh, you, yeah. the work you're doing is amazing. And I would love to talk a little bit more about your experience transitioning from female to male and how... I guess, how has the hormonal medical technology changed from, you, ta- you touched on a little bit, but over the yeah. years. Yeah. So thank you for asking that. It's changed tremendously and not. So there's, there's two <laughs> things, right? Yeah. So Good a lot much. meaning that now we're actually, you know, really talking about youngsters transitioning and we're talking about what we call hormone blockers, which is a way to sort of stunt puberty so that could be a good thing or a bad thing you know I, I'm, I'm i'm really the guy who doesn't necessarily take a, a hard stance on one side i look at the whole picture and especially as a guy who transitioned many years ago in the 60s and 70s we didn't talk about this fast forward today we're talking about youngsters so what's changed is that we actually have a means and a way to sort of move youngsters forward if they say mom i feel like a boy or mom i feel like a girl but on the flip side of that we don't have a lot of research understanding of what hormone blockers will do in the long term so this is the argument in the community because we say if a child can become a boy earlier on they're not going to have so much problems walking through the world yes a hundred percent but let's say those hormone blockers are doing something detrimental to your physical self and maybe that child isn't trans and maybe after two or three years on hormone blockers they get they decide I'm not really a boy, mommy. I don't feel this way. And now what? Do we understand what the long-term effects? So as you see, I'm coming to it from an older space, right? I'm not coming to it in a way that you need to change people right away. You need psychological. There's a lot of layers to go through this. So what's changed is more of awareness about it. And I think that's great. Medically wise, it's horrible. We don't mm-hmm. have research. I'm 25 years on testosterone. I had atrophy. I almost died. Vaginal atrophy wow. because nobody knows what that is in a mm-hmm. trans man. And I literally almost died. Oh. So, you know, on some level, I am a test subject and the doctors don't seem to listen. I, I, yeah. I, I have a feeling there is money involved and that, you know, that sounds very insensitive, but I'm not an idiot. And we live in a country where money is very powerful here. And if you can create money, then sometimes people just jump on board and these things. So I'm not saying all doctors are about that, but I'm saying I think I see things that I shouldn't be seeing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's some, yeah, some adva- advances in the, in the activism realm and maybe politically and with, with rights and awareness. And, yeah. and we'll talk more about the, those pieces as well. But when it comes yeah. to the medical uh, technology, it's a little... 
outdated. And, uh, you know, like you said, money talks. And so the energy that's put into research and advancement is where people can make money. And that's really, really important. And this applies to all all types of things, even outside of of, um, talking about trans, you know, we're we're talking about doing research about female ejaculation. Birthing is a business. Yeah. Like do you make money on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's a big business. That's right. There's a lot of research around it and there's a lot of good things there. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And so I wanted to uh, ask you real, real quick for our listeners who are new to discussing uh, any, any conversation, having conversations around uh, trans issues or trans, transsexuals. I want to talk about the, the terminology because right. my understanding is, um, you know, you said you can ask me like, do you have a vagina? But for a lot of, a lot of trans folks would be very mm-hmm. offended if you yes. were to ask them, what are your genitals like? Yes. Can you talk a little more, more about terminology mm-hmm. and ways to be more of an ally? Like what is the current 2020, um, <laughs> way that we should really to be uh, speaking as an ally? You know, that's not a question I can answer because it's changing every day. Mm-hmm. And so w- w- with community comes, people who want to basically speak for the community, if that makes sense. We have it in the sex industry, right? We have people who think they know the most everything about masturbation, about lube or whatever. That's not true. There's all kinds of opinions and ways to do things in the sex business or masturbation. Nobody knows the 100% the way it is. Mm-hmm. Same with trans. So we have voices now in our community that block other voices. I get blocked a lot from conversation because as you see, I'm very open about myself. I believe in biology, okay? Biology isn't a real thing. There are people in my community, the transgender community, that do not believe in biology and say biology is a social construct. I disagree with that. The reason I'm transsexual is because I was born a woman and I transitioned to a man. How can you be a trans person with no biology attached to it? So there's a lot of going on, a lot of mis... Um, not misinformation, but different ideas of what makes you trans today. That said, there's going to be different opinions of what you can and cannot ask a transsexual or transgender person. As you see, I'm using the word transsexual as opposed to transgender. This gets me into hot water with the community on some level because I use an old school term of transsexual because I had a medical condition called gender dysphoria, which enabled me to say, I'm not a woman, I'm a man, and to get medical help to transition to become a man. That is a transsexual person, somebody who has a medical condition called gender dysphoria. Transgender is an identity it's an identity umbrella for gender nonconforming, FTA, all these different, whatever you want to call yourself. They, they just put it under umbrella of transgender now. And I, I'm not an identity. I'm an actual person who needed to become a man. So that said, yes, please be careful in just going up and asking somebody, hey, you have a penis or a vagina? Or, hey, you're going to get the surgery? Or, hey, you know, everyone's different, but there's a means and a way to do it. Just think, would you like somebody to come up to you and say, so how's your vagina today? <laughs> I mean, I might be into it and be like, huh, yeah, that's a good question. Let me check in with her. Oh, she's actually kind of angry. Uh, but right yes, you know, I, but I totally get it. Yeah, because like what what makes you think that that you have this invitation to just talk to anyone about their genitals? That's right. That's right. You wouldn't do it to just anyone. So why are you doing it to trans people? Because it's the thing that people think makes us male and female, right? I've proven it so wrong millions of years ago. I'm a man. People look at me like a man. I have my birth certificate is changed to male. I'm one of the very first people in the in California and the United States to get an actual reissued birth certificate. Oh, which and says I, have, I was born male. I'm so glad you said that because I, I actually had someone tell me I need to ask you this question. What yeah. is the process for doing that? And yeah. you can change your name very easily, the DMV, but how do you actually yeah. change it from, say, from female to male? 
so, so that was difficult because again, how long ago I transitioned, right? So that said, I got an amazing lawyer who helped me go through the system and get my doc notes from both of my doctors that said, you know, Buck is a man, 100%. So those surgeon letters are gold because those surgeon letters attached to a form that went straight to the fucking government, federal government. Mm. And the federal government said, yeah, you're a dude. Yeah. This was 20 years ago. Today, it can't happen. Oh. You get what's called an amendment. So they amend your birth certificate. Mine was not amended. Mine was like torn up and literally giving me a new one. Oh, After 9-11, yeah. they stopped it because oh. terrorism now is, you know, the fucking thing that makes everything move in this country. So now, no, you don't get, uh, you get an amended. So you have to basically get a lawyer. It's a process. And you have to get letters from your doctor and, you know, a whole thing. But I think it's not so difficult doing like driver's license and maybe even passport. That which is a great. This is a great time to talk about. You say something, and I'll use the air quotes because we're 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 on video. So it's not what be, what's between your legs between that your defines leg. you. In right. air quotes. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us more about that, please? Yeah, sure. So so when I started my work and I started getting out of the porn and more into the mainstream, I couldn't really call myself the man with the pussy because <laughs> that was my like moniker for porn, right? You know, porn is all about marketing, 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 and making your space. And I was the first guy in porn, you know, to do that. So it was like I had to have, back in the day we had chicks with dicks, lady boys. Remember the trans stuff was all, you know, called that. And so I just played off of the chicks with dicks and I became a man with a pussy. But as I moved into speaking to the world, I realized I can't show up at a corporate event. Hey, it's Buck Angel, the man with the pussy. So, <laughs> so I, I literally changed. I started creating a more sort of dialogue that would a- enable me to sort of go into mainstream without people being too freaked out by me or wanting to have the conversation. So I made, I made that up. You know, I made that pretty much that saying up. It's not what's between your legs that defines you because it clearly doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. And so it made people start to think back in the day about genitals. Does it matter that I have a penis? Well, to some men, it does. And the question I always say to men is, well, dude, what if you, uh, hopefully doesn't happen, but what if you got cancer? Or what if your you know, penis fell off for some reason? Or what if you lost your testicles? Are you no longer a man? I see every single cisgender man go, uh, no, I'm still a dude. I go, so then what's the difference with me and you, dude? And they, it literally, because men are so attached to their penises. It's like, don't take my penis away from me. They're so <laughs> crazy about their penises that every time I challenge them, they back down because that's really what I said. I, I wasn't born with a penis. So how come I'm, I can't be a man? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. They're so crazy about their penis. <laughs> penis centric society. It's true. I it's totally. True. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So that's true. I always, I always think of uh, come as you are. Uh, Emily yeah. Nagowski talking about how we live in this, this like penis centric society, you know, yeah. that it's every, in, in sexuality and what vulva owning bodies might like is geared around what penis owning bodies would like. And, um, in right. all these, but also I also think of what Betty White's quote about, um, why do we say the whole thing about like balls and, and beans, like so sensitive and like, oh, but ovaries are yeah, the ovaries. Or, no, or pussies. <laughs> balls pussies? can't take, pussies can take a pounding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I always say that too when I talk to my partner. I'm like, bunch of girl pair of ovaries. (laughs) uh, Let's face it. They're a lot sturdier than your testicles. Uh, I love the way that you, yeah, that you framed that. And I, you know, our, our podcast is shameless sex. It's, and it's all about inviting people to make their own rules for who they are as a sexual being, as opposed to buying into what they were told they should be, which is what limits people from having the most 
amazing sex lives and being connected to themselves and feeling really alive and fulfilled. And I love that you're, you're doing this as well in your, in your, in, in your own way, in the Buck Angel way and in your, your arena over there. Um, so I'm really loving what you're doing. And, and on that note, I'd love if you could just touch on, I know we could do probably talk for hours about this topic. Yeah. It is pride month when this is coming out. Um, there, you know, there are still are a lot of trans rights issues. There's still a lot of trans mm-hmm. folks that are being murdered. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell us maybe a couple key points that you like our listeners know about trans rights and issues mm-hmm. this day? Yeah. So, so, you know, again, I'm a human rights activist. So that's it. I'm, I'm all about creating a level playing field because even LGBT rights all across the board, not just trans rights, LGBTQ, IA, PZY, whatever, are also at risk. The only people that necessarily aren't at risk are white cis dudes. And we know that that's a reality, except for now we're kind of going after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm about really creating a, a level playing field on some level. And I always say this to people. I don't need to, t- I should not have to tell you what it means to be, understand the rights of trans people. You just need to understand compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand that trans people do not get the same opportunities. Some of us don't pass. I'm very, very grateful and lucky uh, the way I look today. There's people that don't look male and female and have to walk into spaces every day and people laugh. I mean, it actually makes my heart hurt. Mm-hmm. People make fun of trans people. People say mean things. You're just a man, you're not a lady, like just really crazy stuff. So really what I want listeners to hear is compassion to understand it might not be your road and it might not be your path and you might never have a trans person in your life, but understand it is difficult to walk the world when you don't look normal whatever that means to anybody. And so really just understand many of us don't walk the world in a way that people see us. I, even though I look this way, I still have a vagina. I have to get naked at gym. I have to literally educate the world every day. When I get naked at the men's gym, men stare at me. Some guys grunt, some guys say shit, but you know, I'm pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Not all trans people are as, as lucky to be so in your face. I'll just say, what dude, what, what's the problem? What are you laughing at? Uh, I'm like, it's a vagina. Relax. <laughs> you came out <laughs> One. Yeah, you did. Exactly. You see one at some point in your life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, really, just people have some compassion. What if it was your brother, your mother, your sister? Think of those things when you start to say faggot or dyke or tranny or whatever the fuck you are. It's something inside of you that is having a problem with this. And if what it is, reach out to a trans person and try to know somebody within that space. Try to know a black person if you think you think all black people are bad. Try to know a gay person if you think all homos are this way. It's really, that's again, human rights. And so what I try to teach is, it's a real basic space. We all just need to start having compassion for each other's choice of however they want to live. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. 
To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgyes.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. We talked about this before we started recording, and I just want to touch on it because I was talking about how impressed, not, I mean, I'm not fully impressed, but how I feel like Hollywood is changing a little bit and bringing more trans folks or non-binary folks into their series. I know Billions now has a a non-binary human on there, and there's, I was just watching The Shy, and also some trans folks were on there. I was so, it warms my heart because I was like, I'm going to watch more of this show now because it's more inclusive. And it's not just a bunch of the same cis folks all the time, like, oh, two men and a woman making out. I'm like, I'm so bored with two that. Men right. Two men and a woman? Two men. Oh, that's Well, I'm like, what show is that? Yeah, what show? Write that down. And I do, I notice, though, that some even, some people, even when, when I am in a space and there is someone that perhaps isn't looking normal and I see people stare quoted and I I, because I just I I get so upset and I almost want to be like the activist person to be like what no one's bothering you why don't you smile and and buy them a fucking coffee because they're probably going through more than you could ever know so anyway off my soapbox and I think it's (laughs) normal I'm air quoting again to have questions about people to be curious to say to see something so someone something you know you or and when I say something I'm not talking about human I'm talking about like you're an object I feel like what is you know what is that object all about or a human what is that human all about and it's so I don't I want to shame people for having their brain run and want to maybe understand more but that's yes. when you're inviting in the compassion piece instead of like huh i think that dude's really a chick you know like that totally. shit totally that drives me crazy. yeah but that's because there's no i'm gonna say something here yeah. that's uh-huh. because my community mm-hmm. doesn't want to step up and educate i i actually get into it with people I'm like it's not my job to educate i go really then whose fucking job is it? Because it's my job and I will have the conversation when the dude is over there going, that's a fucking lady. Are you not fucking stepping up and saying, hey, wait a minute, my friend. That's, I always confront people. So that's the one, well, there's many parts of my community that I have a little broken relationship with because I'm very much of a person who believes higher than just focusing on this and also looking at why somebody is saying, that's just a fucking dude. They're saying that for a lot of fucking fear. 
Fear yeah. is phobia. When you say homophobia, when you say transphobia, when you say lesphobia, it's all fear-based. And so when you understand people have fear, they want to ask questions. That's the thing about my community that I dislike. They're like, well, you shouldn't be asking questions. Really? We are men and women who used to be men and women. And, <laughs> and now we're in a space where people are like, wow, why did you do it? Or maybe it's not negative just because they want to know. I think it's just more curiosity, what you're saying. Yeah. And so if we don't kind of step up to that curiosity and literally put all the information out there, we'll actually move forward. But as we're holding back information and making people go, well, I'm not sure, because this is what you're saying to me right now. I'm not really sure if I should ask that question, but I'm really interested, but I really not. What does that create? That creates a, a barrier between me and you. And that's why things don't move forward. And that's with anything, sex, drugs, whatever. If you're not having a conversation, you're never going to move forward. Yeah. And I think there's a way to lovingly be curious, yes. right? Instead yes. of like, oh, I think that chick's a dude. That's right. You know, instead of like, huh. So I'm, I'm, I'm noticing, I'm, I'm curious about this. You know, I'm curious about this yes. is like, you know, something that's new for my brain. And I'm, you know, I'd like to learn more about this because there's something that's kind of sparking in me. Yeah. And that's normal. Everyone has questions. I have questions about things. Does that make me a weirdo or no? <laughs> if, if you don't ask, and not all trans people are the same. This is so irritating to me. It's like saying all ladies are the same or all men. No, we're not. We have different needs, different structure, different lo- list dislikes. We're just like everybody else on some level, but we get lucked into the space in our own community that to be trans, you have to be this. And you can't, you know, I don't tell a party line, just so you know. There's a lot of things I am disagree with my community, a lot of things, because I come from another space. I had a sex change. I do not live as a trans person. I do not live. I lived to actually move into the world. I want to be integrated with you. I want to actually love and be part of the world. I don't want to be standing over here as a trans person. That's not the reason I did what I did. And I think we can liberate so many people out there that are stuck with this identity piece that, as you said, Buck, you were, before you were able to transition, you were in a space where you were addicted to drugs. You didn't feel like you had a place in this world because I'm assuming I'm not, and I'm not obviously in your shoes, but it was probably because there was this inner being that was conflicted. And so you were medicating it with whatever the fuck you could find. And how many people are out there in that same space right now we have to have some compassion and openness because if it's more accepted by society just as becoming a person that is more uh, fluid within their sexuality because it's becoming more acceptable I think if we can also have that openness and understanding for folks that perhaps want to have a different gender or to maybe just have no gender or something however that looks for them and I think if we all can welcome that and not hold such people in contempt, I think the world can start to shift and be a better fucking place. So compassion, empathy, all of that. So, and I really, I am so thankful for you in this world. Thank God (laughs) that, or the goddesses of the universe (laughs) or dogma that you're here because this is, you're a huge piece Mm. to opening up that. And so, uh, yes, I just, uh, again, that's important to me. I I consider myself a bridge builder. So I believe in building bridges. The only way you build bridges is to uh, try to listen to the other side. Today, we're taught this weird fascist idea that if you don't under, if you don't say the right thing in the trans world, you are transphobic. They are throwing that word around like it's nothing. You can't do that when people don't. And any, I was a gay activist before I transitioned. I was hardcore, les, gay activist. I was in the HIV. All my friends died of AIDS. I was in AIDS. I, 
been in activism for a long time and I understand how activism works. You have to listen to the other side. We might not agree on everything. That's fine. That's actual real world shit. But when you shut down conversation, you say, you're transphobic because you're not agreeing with me, which is what happens. Mm -hmm. How is anything moving forward? And that's not just the trans community. That's the gay, that's all communities. White cis men, we're this and that's how it's going to be. No, it isn't. We got to change that thought process. But we have to all learn how to meet in the middle and have an understanding. Not everyone's going to agree with you. And if you think everyone's agreeing with you, then you live in a cult. Yeah. Well, yes, well or you live yeah. in Saudi Arabia where you're yeah. forced to agree with what That's right. the government's putting out there. And That's be right. thankful that we live in this era where we can That's have right. opinions and we can have differences and it can be okay no matter what where you're from, what color your skin is, what is between your legs, what's between your ears, though. Come on, use that fucking brain. Thank you. (laughs) I would much rather talk about this than that. Me too. What is wrong with everybody? We're just so focused on really stupid shit, as far as I'm concerned, because there's shit happening in this country that is so gnarly and so bad, but we're all worried about our identity politics. Really? You won't get to have that identity if you don't start to pay attention to what's happening in this country. A lot of our rights are being taken away. Way. Not just trans rights, just right women's rights, abortion Our rights. Human People rights. wake up. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love, and, and I, you pointed, you were talking about the, you know, the genitals and then the, the brain, but also in the heart. Like, I love this invitation yeah. for people, like, bringing in, in the Amy heart. Amy always brings it care. to the heart. I love I the motherfucking heart, you know? Oh, so, I'm like, the yeah. brain, this is it. She's like, no, what about the heart? That's fine. <laughs> but now I'm going to bring it back to the genitals because oh, yeah. yes, right I want to ask you real quick about your work as an adult performer and filmmaker. Mm. You, you So you mm. actually are, you, you are adult performer mm-hmm. and you are a filmmaker and some of that is not pornographic too. Right. Can you share more about this work? Yeah, sure. So, so I uh, God, 20 years ago, I created the genre of trans male pornography in the mainstream porn world. 20 years ago. Oh my God, I got that shit kicked out of me. <laughs> that porn industry hated me. <laughs> and I was like, really? They were like, you're a fucking freak. I'm not kidding. I'm everyone. They, they would not work. Nobody would work with me. Nobody would shoot movies. They're like, that's freaky. I'm like, um, let me just Google some shit here, people. Like uh, clown porn, like five million man gangbangs. And not to shame anybody, but I'm like, um, wait a minute. <laughs> How am I even that far away from what the fuck is going on here? So I was like, wait, that's not cool. People were shaming my fucking work, saying it was freaky and weird. And I had to push through that so hard. But that said, I started to get people to see what I was doing. And then in 2007, I won the AVN Award, which I was the first and still only transsexual man to win that. And the trans women lost their shit. They were so mad <laughs> because I was like, they're like, you're not trans. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> So they, from that moment Jackie on, with the like, stiletto, you're like, yeah, ah! they were like, so, cause you know, they yeah. spent a lot of money on their oh, outfits. Yeah. Oh, they do. <laughs> they were pissed at me. And so anyway, that said, that really just helped me in the industry. And I got a lot more respect in the porn industry. And then, you know, I just created that genre and I started really pushing it out there. And from that, again, remember I told you earlier, a lot of people don't really want to watch my porn, not a lot, but many people. And so they said, can you do stuff that's not necessarily pornographic? So I created a, um, in 2012, I created a documentary called sexy and the trans man and that traveled the whole world and all kinds of film festivals it was the first time a film like this had been entered into mainstream festivals where I talked to trans men and people who love them and I even had some trans men get naked and show their naked bodies that hadn't been surgically altered so they still had breasts and vaginas and they had beards and it fucked people up but I was like this is what we deal with we have to hide our bodies because you're like oh 
So I'm like exposing these bodies to the world in a sexual, beautiful way. And that really changed a lot. That really started the conversation of sex. So my work really stayed in the sex world, but more sex, it became from porn to sexual wellness. And how do we present to the world and show that we're comfortable in our bodies? Since you're who are uncomfortable with my body, I'm perfectly okay with it. So mm. that kind of went from porn into mainstream filmmaking. And what was the Netflix show? Oh, my documentary is called Mr. Angel. Yes. And that's on Netflix, but it just left that platform and went to Amazon Prime. So you can see it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So that really helped me too. It got me a shit. It became like a top 10 watch documentaries on Netflix. I watched it, but it was a couple of years ago now. So that was in 2012 too, I think. Yeah. 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 I think I watched it maybe in 2013. And I've been watching so much TV now that I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> Rolodex in my brain for all the content. So I'll have to rewatch it on oh, Amazon right. Prime. Right on. Right uh, you on. also, we talked a little bit about your uh, sex toy and wellness line, yeah. and it's specifically for trans males, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And can you tell us more about how, what, what your offering is and uh, how yeah. they work and all of those? Yeah. So, so again, I'm really lucky that I really connected to my vagina through masturbation. I hated it. I never wanted to touch my vagina. It was like when I was a girl, when I was a woman, I was very butch and I would have sex with my clothes on unless I was so wasted that I didn't remember anything. So it was okay. Do whatever you want. So that, that's the kind of sex I had, which kind of sucks. And then when I became a man and I was, so, you know, I'm sober 30 years from drugs and alcohol, my mind cleared up and I was like, whoa, you know, like, this is weird. I, I, I can't touch this thing, but I'm horny as hell from the testosterone shots. And I'm like, ah, and it was so difficult. But one day I just f- pushed myself into touching my vagina and I had an orgasm that I had never had before. And I was like, what? This is like insane. Why, why would I get rid of this thing? <laughs> and so I went against really the sort of mantra of the trans male world, which was to get a penis. And I was like, wait a minute, though. We're not talking about what if you don't. And so I, I really started really talking about masturbating. And men came, started trans men just started like, help me, dude. I'm so dysphoric. I can't even have sex. I can't have a girlfriend. And, you know, imagine that. Imagine that right now that you could not touch your vagina. You could not have sex. How your life would be affected by that on so many levels. And so even to have a lover is difficult. So I created a sex toy that's called the Buck Off. And the buck off, what it did is it helped because I know the guys don't want to touch it. They like physically do not want to touch their vagina. So I said, how do I get them to touch it without touching it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense? So I created this product that's like a little masturbator, right? Like what cis men use, like a stroker. Mm -hmm. So it's basically when it happens is when we use testosterone, our clitorises grow to the size about my thumb there, right? And we have various sizes like cis men. We're like, look at how big my dick is. (laughs) (laughs) We all do that. We all fucking talk about this. Size of <laughs> and this thing slides over top of the erect clitoris and it strokes you and I made a little penis head on it so when you're stroking yourself what are you doing right you're literally stroking like a man mm. and dudes were right so your brain connects to your genitals as masculine and I had dudes writing me left and right oh my god cry. like said I cried they said I cried I can't believe it I'm 28 I've never had an orgasm you changed my life and I'm like I'm done I did my work like <laughs> right on <laughs> and that just blew up like every major magazine Forbes wrote about it everybody wrote about it because it became something that was really important and people didn't realize we didn't have that was the first time we really got to actually have our own physical product in shops and that's a big deal 
Yeah. I would love to send you a hot octopus toy oh, yeah. as well, because I yeah, have heard change. from the pulse products. I, I have heard from someone that specifically tests toys in the trans community yeah. that uh, with an elong- elongated clitoris, mm-hmm. you can actually have a lot of awesome stimulation from right. the pulse. So you can check it out. I love check it out. because I think it's really specific, but I would love to hear yeah. your feedback as no, well. Most definitely. I would love that. hundred percent. I'm always looking, you know, I, I'm not in competition with anybody. Yeah. At all. I'm, I, I opened them. I built, I, I brought that in the market. It was the very first in the world ever trans male sex toy. I opened that market so we can all, I'm the guy who believes in sharing, just so you know, I'm yeah. not that sex toy guy. That's like, you can The one thing that did happen to me, which I will reveal here, which was pretty upsetting, was no toy company would work with me for five years. No toy company. I could name a toy company. They said no to me. So that said, and I kept saying, you guys, there's a market. I built that market. There's millions of us across the world. Until finally, I found a company that said, really, Buck? That doesn't exist. I'm like, dude, it doesn't exist. They're like, let's do it. And that's that was the company that let me sort of bring my products on board. Per- perfect fit, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I love, love perfect, perfect, perfect fit. fit. Yeah. 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 They, they were stuff. instrumental in really bringing me to and make, and now I have a line of trans male sex toys, but that's it. I want other people to create because the more we create, and also competition creates a better space. You know, I was the only trans male performer for years upon years. Once you do that, it's like, there's no competition. It's kind of boring on some yeah. level. Well, it yeah. seems like I you want, have that. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to make it to every everyone creates. Yeah. There's There's enough for everyone. That's what that, and that's that's what I always say. And it's the technology is completely different. I had only heard that feedback and, uh, I, I, I love that piece of our product line. It's just one specific product and that it can actually help induce pleasure. And that is because it is designed for penis owners. And just hearing that feedback before, I, I, I thought that was really awesome. And we are wanting to be very inclusive. So. Yeah, you have, you know, it's really in the sex world, we got to be inclusive. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you that I'm not necessarily the inclusive person and I don't believe the whole world can be inclusive. I do believe in gendered spaces. I do believe women need a space to be hanging out without dudes. And I think dudes need a space to hang out with, with just dudes. I believe that. And some people disagree. I don't always think everything can be inclusive. I really don't. Some sex spaces don't want women in it. I go to men's sex spaces for a reason because I want to be around masculinity. I want to have sex with men. I don't want to have females around. It's just a thing that turns me on like gay men. That's a gay male thing. Do you want to actually be in a gay male space? It's like women sometimes just want to be with women, want to have sexual experiences. And so these are, it's important that we cannot always be inclusive with everything. Toys are different because they should mix and match. And, and my toy was the first toy to ever sort of on some level cross from a transgender toy. Do you know how many cisgender women use my products? So many of them and because it's a vagina toy. But what my point being is I marketed to the trans world, but then it literally went to the other world, which was mm-hmm. real, for me, that was really exciting. I like I love what you said because I've actually had this question from a number of people that you were talking about. It's a stroking device that, and, then, and people call you crying because they're like, "Oh my god, it changed my yeah. life!" Because body dysmorphia is a is a is a real thing. And I love what you're what you're sharing that having this new experiential experience, you know, where you're actually physically living it, where you're doing a jack off stroking. Yeah. movement, you know, that, that practice of self-pleasuring in a way that is typically masculine, you know, that maybe yeah. a penis owning individual or someone who has a larger clit would do could actually maybe help someone move through that body dysmorphia and learn to love, you know, their, their pussy or their bits and however they are, their That's bits right. identify. So you're so innovative. You also have a lube that you just did with yeah. liquid. What is it called? The tea? tea yeah. Lube? The tea lube. Liquid. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. my tea uh-huh. lube line. Yeah. Totally. And Dean who owns liquid Dean Elliott, really yeah. amazing. He's one of those hardcore. Yeah. Like, we know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They did. But it's yeah. just him. You know, yeah. he's New Yorker fucking dude. But yeah. I love that dude. He's like my yeah. bro. And, yeah. you know, I have to tell you, cisgender people are the reason I'm fucking here. They're yeah. the ones who support my products, finance my products, understand the, you know, so when I hear sometimes people in my community like cisgender people are scum, cisgender, you cannot do that. Yeah. If it wasn't for cisgender people, I would not be creating products for my community and uplifting me. So Dean is amazing. He created my first lube, the tea lube. And the reason I created that is because I had atrophy and I almost died. And for the listeners out there that don't understand, vaginal atrophy is when estrogen comes out of the vagina and your vagina becomes dry and menopause, right? That's mm-hmm. what happens. But but for trans men, it comes out at a fast rate because we're injecting testosterone, which is removing estrogen. So remember 25 years ago, I transitioned. They didn't know anything about, I was a guinea pig. So literally all of this year, the estrogen was coming out of my vagina. And I was like, a little by little, I was like, something's wrong, cramping, long story short, I had atrophy and nobody knew it. And they just kept sending me home until one day I, I had sepsis. It, what happened was my uterus and my cervix, oh, it's going to freak you out, fused together. No so nothing, you know how our vaginas are like a machine, like, you know, yeah. self-cleaning oven. Oh, <laughs> and, no. yeah. and it was like this, oh. and that was the pain. And then it burst. And I became septic. And they said, you are very lucky you got in this hospital at the time. You were about to die. They told me you're about to die. And I was like, what? And then I'm like, I have a vagina. And they thought I was totally delirious because I was like, I have a vagina. Oh my God. (laughs) It's it's a sepsis in the brain now. They pull my pants down. They're like, He's, he's for real. You see, that's why I created the lube in order to create conversation. We can also use products to create conversation. And from that, I created a vaginal wash because soap is not good for your vagina. And so trans men don't know this stuff. No one talks about their vagina. And I created a beer lube and all kinds of cool stuff. And the tea, so the tea lube, is that yeah. water-based or is yep. it? Yeah, water-based, oh, cool. all organic, gluten-free. Yeah, we, he, so when we recommend water-based lubes, we often recommend liquid. We love liquid. Oh, they're organics, oceanics. And, and actually, so I co-own an online sex shop with my mom called Pure Pleasure Shop. And we oh, carry wow. your products. We oh, carry the, the Buck, Buck Angel yeah. line. Yeah. Um, we have the, the tea lube on there as well awesome. and other liquid water-based products. I'm going to link to your site. And awesome. all of our listeners, you go to purepleasureshop.com, you get 15% awesome. off with coupon code Shameless Sex. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So how can you tell us, so how can people learn more about you? How can they wash your, your, your materials? How can they buy things? How can they get more into the world of Buck Angel? So I'm easy to get to, you know, uh, Instagram, Buck Angel, Twitter, Buck Angel. Watch Twitter, though. We get into some serious stuff on there. You know, Twitter's a shit show. <laughs> and then okay. Facebook, official Buck Angel, and then my website, Buck Angel. But, you know, I just want to let your listeners know that I'm very available to you. I'm available to everybody. I love conversation. I love to create. I love, you know, if you have questions about anything, maybe you have a lover that you're not sure about, just, you know, reach out to me. You just want to ask me a question that you're too embarrassed to ask other places. You are just... Amazing. So phenomenal. I would love to have more conversations with you. I want to hang out with yeah. you, actually. I don't no, want to make a buck. We normally get to see each other at a trade show. That would happen in two weeks. That's canceled. And by the way, I, I usually am like, oh, another fucking trade show. I'm but finally wanting a trade show. I'm like, <laughs> I want to go back to the trade well, show. Yeah. It's been
happens yeah. that my birthday is during that trade show, that, yeah. it, it, that founders trade show every yeah. year. And this is the first year in 10 years that I, I'm like, what am I going to do for my birthday? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be at the trade show wow. drinking with all my industry friends. So right on. Yeah. not going to wear a sad face. That's first world problems right there. Well, I think it'll be back in January. Yeah. I do. People, yeah. we won't be able to, we have to have the trade show. Yeah. We have to. So yeah. else, someone's going to have to come up with some kind of Zoom thing where we can all show our pro- I don't we're know. We're going to have to wear those, like, what are those things, those visors? Like, <laughs> Yeah. What, how bubble are you suits. Yeah, hazmat bubble suits. Suits. yeah, I'm going to have a sexy hazmat suit line coming out. <laughs> totally. uh, well, just seriously though, thank you so much thank for you. just everything you're that you're doing. You are just a phenomenal human being and check out all of Buck Angel's offerings from his website. And if you haven't heard, which you probably have if you've been listening to the podcast, Amy and I are huge fans of Margins Wine. Why? Because it's special. It's boutique. It's Delicious. Me with love. It's very unique. And Megan Bell, the winemaker, is a huge fan of Shameless Sex, and we're a huge fan of her wine. So check out why Amy and I love Margins Wine so much. Go online. www. Just kidding. You can just go to marginswine.com and sign up for that newsletter and taste the wine for yourself. All right, y'all. We're going back to just one show a week now. So see you next Tuesday. Here's some tissues to cry on. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.